Thanks for tuning in today to Conversations with Myself, featuring me, myself, and I. Welcome. Bienvenidos. Welcomen. Bienvenue. Bienvenuto. Dobre den. However you say welcome in your language, welcome to my podcast. I know it's been a while since the first episode, or the last episode rather, same difference. I uh, had a whole lot of stuff that's been going on that's kept me from locking myself away for a little while to do this podcast. Uh, there's some you know, work that goes into the production of these things, you know, listening to it, going back, adjusting, leveling, all that good stuff. So I'm finding out more and more that it's not as simple as just, you know, talking to a microphone for 12 minutes and then, you know, that's going to be it. So, but anyhow, um, definitely had a lot of stuff that that's been going on for those of you following the life of Jamie. Uh, if you're not, you are now by listening to this. Uh, but you know that uh, a lot has happened in the past uh, several weeks. Uh, went to New York, uh, courtesy of T-Mobile, to participate in the Veterans Day Parade. That was amazing. Mama got to go with me, so it's you know really incredible to do that. Uh, Jameson uh, fractured his leg, broke his leg. Uh, it was a spiral fracture. Uh, so that was not fun. He's in a, a half cast now. Mama had her birthday weekend in Vegas. Uh, so really, you know, finding time to sit down and record this uh, has really presented a, a little bit of a challenge. But I'm really glad that you all were able to tune into this episode. Uh, so let's let's kind of jump right into it. Uh, this episode is is titled Episode 2, The Mental Wars. Now, what we find often in life, right, is we find ourselves deciding between one or the other. And it even goes back to that grass is greener on the other side, you know, the whole, whole phrase that you hear. And oftentimes we find ourselves choosing a side, right? So I'm not going to get too political in this episode, uh, but that's kind of a, a good example. Um, there's... A difference, though, with the politics. On the politics, you know, you either choose Republican or Democrat. I mean, we're talking, you know, main parties, right? So I know there's Libertarian, Peace and Freedom. Uh, I think it's Political Tea Party, Green Party. You know, there's all these different parties. Uh, but for the sake of this conversation, we're going to keep it to just the the main ones that we hear about, you know, more frequently. So you have your Democrat, Republican, and your Independent Party. So let's use an, a, a topic like abortion as an example. Now, first of all, I'm not you know, putting my opinion out there one way or the other. But what I am saying that that's, that that is a topic that really divides, right? You're either one way or the other, and there really is no in-between, right? For the majority, Democrats are um, pro-choice, and there's a whole argument behind that. And your Republicans are really pro-life. And respectively, there's a whole argument behind that. Then there's also, uh, which I kind of self-identify as, is the independent uh, party. Now, I don't really identify so much as an independent party member. But what I like to do is I like to make up my own decisions, right? Uh, instead of deciding along a party line and saying, well, I identify as a, as a Democrat, as an example. So... 100% I'm leaning towards the Democrats' points of view. Or I could say I am. I identify as a Republican, so I am pro-life no matter the circumstance. I like to be an independent thinker and think for myself. And that's where this episode is gearing towards, 
is how do you fight the mental war and win? And when we think about what's in a mental war, right, is where, where I'm getting at is you're going to choose one or the other for the most part, right? So when you think about it, an easy way to think about this is right versus wrong. You will choose within that mental war with any given topic or any given circumstance, what is the right thing or the wrong thing to do? Typically, those are based on your morals, the way you were brought up, right? So like, let me give you an example of how the way you were brought up can really determine uh, your morals and which direction you go. I'm gonna make this very personal and share a very personal side of me um, and involve someone that is personally close to me. For those of you that know me, uh, know that my first wife, her name is Carrie. Uh, around here, everybody calls her Auntie, so you may hear her referred to as Auntie throughout the course of this podcast, but uh, Auntie is the mother of my two oldest kids. Uh, Dylan is 22. Uh, he's my oldest son. He's in Sacramento. Shout out, kiddo. Hope you're doing well. Uh, my oldest daughter, Taylor, is 18. Treat people with kindness. And <laughs> Auntie, or Carrie, is their mom. So the way Auntie was brought up um, is they weren't, she wasn't brought up with a lot of, of physical, uh, physical displays of emotion. So as an example, hugs and affection. She wasn't brought up with a lot of that. So it's a little abnormal for her, right? Me, I was brought up very affectionate, right? I mean, we either, you know, got our, our butts whipped for doing something wrong and got physically, uh, got hands physically put on us, or when we did something good or we were sharing the love, hugs were normal. So to auntie, hugging is kind of an abnormal thing to do, right? Over the years, she's, it's a little bit different, right? She's more comfortable with it. But for me, um, I've always been comfortable with it. But the point of that is this. We view physical affection in two completely different ways. Here's another example to kind of really hone it in. If a child is raised around violence, like domestic violence or you know gun violence, or anything like that, that is a normal thing for them to experience. So when they see violence or participate in any type of physical violence, it is normal for them because that's what they were brought up around. Us, right, for me now, I don't bring the kids up uh, around a lot of violence. We try not to even yell around here. I haven't spanked the, the kids. I mean, Jameson, you know, my youngest, he'll be two next month, uh, or this month rather, excuse me. Um, he might get a pat on the diaper every once in a while, but we're not physical with them. So they're going to grow up thinking that, you know, physical violence is it's not, it's not normal because they didn't grow up around that. On the other hand, as I mentioned, and not to be redundant, but the kids that grow up around that violence, that is a normal thing for them to witness and experience. So it would be normal for them to lash out in violence just because that's the way they were brought up. So the point of that is when we make our decisions on what is right or wrong, a lot of that is based on how we were brought up, our foundation. So where all this is heading is when we look at the state of the world today, right, um, there are so many different groups that want their voices to be heard. Minority groups that have been silenced for far too long, it is time for their voices to be heard. A lot of the backlash that they're receiving are people who don't understand it. Let's just call it what it is. They don't understand what's being presented to them. So as an example, a transgender 
uh, transgender female. People might not understand that. So they're lashing out against it because they feel it's not right based on you know, their, their morals. But here's where the problem comes in. The problem is, end of the world today, especially in American culture, we are more concerned with what people are doing than how they are doing. And the issue with that is we are not addressing the underlying factors in this society. Let me give you an example. I live in Albuquerque. We have a homelessness problem. We, we definitely do, right? And it's very common to drive down certain parts of town and see someone passed out drunk on the ground, a homeless person. But we are so focused with the fact that they're homeless. We're so focused on what they're doing with their lives. Why aren't they working? Why are they homeless? Why this, why that? We go down this whole list of things. But we say, right, you might have some, some groups that say, well, we are concerned with how they are doing, but are we really? Like how much money in this world is being spent on addiction counseling? How much money is being spent on mental health and fixing the root of the problem, right? Because let's be honest, what's causing that drinking? What's causing their addiction to a substance? I mean, I'm no psychiatrist, and I'm not trying to just put everybody under this, this, this umbrella, but at the same time, don't you think if we stopped and we said, hey, I wonder how they're doing emotionally? Like, how many times have we stopped, right, to help a homeless person? How many times have we stopped and said, hey, man, how you doing? Are you doing okay? Is everything all right? Right, not, not so much focused on what, but how? Like, how are they doing? Let me give you another example. Transgender youth are an extreme high-risk group. And the reason why I say that is because they're coming into their own or trying to, right? And there's a world that now is trying a little bit more to understand them. But we're so concerned with the fact that Johnny wants to be Sally that we don't stop and say, hey, Whoever you want to be, how are you feeling? How are you adjusting to this, this change that you're going through, if it's a change? Or how are you adjusting to you know, being, being born a, a male and wanting to be a female and feeling like you're a female? How are you adjusting to the world? You know, when you get those looks or, or you get treated a certain way or told you have to use a certain bathroom, like how are you feeling? Why aren't we more concerned with that? That's really my thought, right? Because, we're, again, we're so concerned with what people are doing. Why aren't we concerned with how they're doing? Because I bet money, if we focused more on how they're doing versus what they're doing, the world would probably be a better place. So this is, again, where the mental wars come in and how you win the mental wars. We were brought up a certain way, whatever our circumstances were, um, for years, and this has been really hard uh, what I'm about to talk about has been really hard for me to acknowledge. For several years, I put my dad up on a pedestal. And I say my dad is, uh, you know, potentially was my hero. And I am who I am today because of my dad. But there was also a darker side of my dad. We got whoopings for things that I would always justify and say, well, I messed up. And maybe if I did the right thing, I wouldn't have got the whooping. But that's, that's, that's wrong. I shouldn't have got the whooping. Right? So I'm going through this mental war of my own where I have to acknowledge what happened as a child. And I have to acknowledge that my life wasn't always 
you know, peaches and cream. And I have to acknowledge that it was crappy from time to time. And we all, in one way or another, have our own trauma that we've been through, no matter how small, no matter how big, right? We've all, at some point, have had to face adversity and trials and tribulations. The important part of this and what, what I'm getting at is we have to stop. We have to acknowledge that mental war. We have to acknowledge the trauma and say to ourselves, there is a better way. Just because I was born into certain circumstances doesn't mean that that's going to define the way my life is going to be. It does not define my destiny or the outcome of my life. I can make a difference. I can make a change. And a lot of that starts with principles that I'm going to introduce throughout this podcast called flip it principles. And the flip it principle is basically exactly that. You flip it. Whatever the situation is, you flip it to see the other side of it. So I invite you to go on this journey with me. Uh, This was just a, a small introduction to the flip it principles because there is so much more to the how versus what mindset and so much more to the flip it principles that I want to introduce to y'all. So uh, the next episode is going to start digging into that and start digging into what the flip it principles mean and how you can apply them in your day-to-day life and live a happier life ultimately, right? Um, Because who wants to be in misery for the rest of their life? I know I don't. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in this week. I really hope that uh, you stay tuned and tune in next week because next week uh, I am going to um, introduce a little bit more of the Flip It principles, but I'm also going to share a story that I don't share very often. And to give you a a little preview, when I was in the Army, I was involved in a horrific training accident uh, that almost took my life. And at certain points, I contemplated taking my own life. But using these principles, I was able to to turn things around and see the positive in things. So next episode, um, I'm going to share the story of the accident I was in. So I hope you tune in. It's all going to make sense. Uh, So thank you so much for tuning in again. If you have any questions um, about anything we covered today or any comments, you can always drop me an email at conversationswithmyself21 at gmail.com. I'd be happy to get it. Thank you so much for the followers that I have. I have 10 of you all following me now. That's amazing. I didn't think I was going to get two the first week. So merci beaucoup. Gracias. Uh, Thank you so much for, for following me and listening in. Um, And we will talk to you guys next week. Take care.